Welcome to Hit Podcast, HIT, Human Resources, Insurance, and Technology. I'm your host, Toby Kennedy. As always, on a weekly basis, I want to curate topics relevant to human resources, insurance, and technology, be a worthy follow, and produce something that is bite-sized, digestible, and really a good spend of your time. So thank you for joining us. This week's weekly hit is brought to you by Montage Insurance Solutions. And without any further ado, let's jump right into it. For this week's weekly hit, I wanted to address a topic that I've actually given a talk on a few times. Uh, The HRD, Credit Union Human Resources Association, PIRA, a few other entities have asked me to speak on this topic, and it's been uh, pretty well received. It's talking about burnout and employee burnout, stress and anxiety, and maybe something that we as an employer might be able to wrap our heads around as far as attempting to curb some of this. The first step is understanding the brain science. Employees have five main pillars that help them with stress and anxiety, and those are a leading cause of burnout. And that is status, certainty, autonomy, relatedness, and fairness, SCARF. Those five things, when we can address them as an employer, can really go a long way. And a Gallup poll showed that 76% of employees experience burnout on the job. Organizational leaders realize this is an employee's market and the job of an employer and the ability for an employer to meet the emotional and physiological needs of our employees can go a long way to recruitment and importantly retention. In order to mitigate this churn of employees, I propose 10 thoughts, 10 ideas for us to look at and see, hey, maybe we can implement some of these into our world. Here's thought number one. Discover what your employee actually wants from work. Some employees might want a more flexible schedule. Some employees have recognition at really, really high levels of importance to them being able to kind of properly perform. Some employees, it might be monetary. Some employees, it might be more time with their families, but looking to see what the employees actually want can go a long way to them perceiving the recognition and appreciation that we're trying to show them. Here's thought number two. Really work to match each employee's strengths and preferences with the essential functions of their job. Right? Einstein had a comment about if we ask a fish to climb a tree, the fish is always going to feel silly and useless and not really be in a great space. Whereas if people do what they enjoy at least 75% of the time, research shows that they are 300% more likely to succeed, more likely to be happy, more likely to stick around in our job. So if what we can do is find ways to sort of carefully and fairly assess some of the employees' preferences, perhaps we can be cognizant about mapping that to the essential functions of their jobs. Thought number three, increase certainty. Everyone wants to know what's expected of them. Make it a priority to provide clarity around their jobs, expectations, deliverables. Have it in our heads as leaders and managers that we need to keep working on increasing the certainty for our employees. Thought number four, 
customize and develop the team norms, specified ways and agreed upon ways of doing the work can increase that certainty. It can be a way for us to increase clarity. So we customize, we develop the team norms and map the employees to those different teams. And I think that setting those standards to live by is a great way to increase levels of you know, happiness, reduce stress, reduce anxiety. Maybe it's how quickly employees inter-team wise are expected to answer each other's emails. Uh, maybe it's the work and the quality of work on the handoff from one to the next. Maybe it's whether or not you know, the person's supposed to be messaging on Teams, but not clogging up my inbox or texting me or walking over to talk to me. Whatever the team norms are, I really believe in customizing, developing, and making sure that those are set for clarity as well. Thought number five is a basic one, but create a shared purpose. If we as not only a company, but each level and layer inside of that can have a shared purpose, one that we all really care for and really strive towards, that is another thing that as leaders we should be cognizant of propagating within our teams and making sure is very, very uh, integral to our culture. Thought number six is to promote role model collaboration. Thought-provoking questions, uh, dialogue between different employees can really be a, a big piece of an employee's growth. And again, we're talking about stress and anxiety, and we're talking about promoting role models so that employees have someone to turn to. The seventh thought that I really like to concentrate on and I think is a helpful piece for us to consider is encouraging health and well-being. You know, there's companies that have done away with unlimited vacation time because they found out that everyone knows what unlimited means. It means I don't have any PTO, right? But the flip side of that is employers that say, hey, you have a certain amount of days and you have to take them. Encouraging your employees' health and well-being, encouraging their time off, making sure that they really believe that you know they're a human being too, and frankly, a human being first. So maybe it's extra time off to uh, donate their own time to a homeless shelter or a food bank. Maybe it's time with their families. Maybe it's when they're going through something, you genuinely making sure that they know you care or encouraging from a health standpoint, not only all their routine medical, dental, vision sorts of things, but perhaps working out, perhaps gym memberships, making it something that you as an employer impart upon your employee that you genuinely have their health and well-being on the forefront of your mind. And it's something that you guys as a company, as a manager, as a team lead, really place importance upon. The eighth thought is one I really think is an interesting idea, and that's conduct stay interviews within employees and managers. A lot of times we do an exit interview. We find out why an employee left and we do some stuff with that data. But how about along the way with existing employees, sitting them down periodically to say, hey, what will it take for you to stay here? What is making you happy? What is making you frustrated? And I know that's kind of in the review process, but really I think framing it as a stay interview with employees, with managers, as leaders, can be a really interesting way to engage our folk in dialogue and understand what would it take for you to stay here. The penultimate thought here today is hold leaders accountable for putting people first. P 
Peter Drucker famously said that culture eats strategy for breakfast. And I think that we really need to make sure that our employees see that from, from the top, from leadership, that we're going to hold folks accountable. We need to put people first. Research from the likes of MIT put toxic culture as the number one reason why employees leave. And we've all seen the statistics that most employees don't quit a job or employer, they quit a manager. And that's something that we as leaders should keep at the forefront of our minds and should really be aware of as we're designing our culture. Culture is a mirror of leadership. And we need leaders to be held accountable to make sure that everyone is putting people first. And that's a part of what we design in our attempts to look at the employee churn, look at the stress and anxiety, look at the turnover, look at the burnout, and try to take some steps to address that. The 10th and final thing we have to say as far as what we can do as leaders to address some of these things is let's consider benefits that aren't solely pay-based. Obviously, money goes a long way, and that's one piece of the equation. But what about flexible schedules? What about encouraging folks to volunteer? What about putting work-life balance ahead of maybe some of the other strategic initiatives we might have been looking to do? There's lots of conversations about the four-day work week and about how much we are putting upon our employees. But ultimately, anything we can do, whether it's increased remote work, whether it's matching donations for their favorite charity, whether it's looking at simple things, titles, people, who do they report to, what team are they on? It doesn't always need to be a benefit that's pay-based, and that's an extra part of the equation that we should try to get creative on as we're designing this world looking to increase our employee engagement. I want to end with the Japanese thought of Kaizen which is constant improvement. And it doesn't need to be huge monumental improvement. At our firm here at Montage, we have what we call our 1%. Every other week, we get the entire staff together for an all-staff meeting. We go through all the moving pieces and we end with our 1%. And people know that they need to bring that to the table. So they spend the two weeks between meetings looking around for something small, some little improvement we can make. And the idea is over time, if you're constantly looking to make small, incremental improvements, that you really wind up in a much better place. And why we're bringing all these ideas to you today is to say, hey, look, here's 10 thoughts that we can just starkly and honestly have a conversation about because of the burnout, the anxiety, the stress, the things that are going on in the employees' heads. And with that concept of Kaizen, that Japanese concept of constant improvement, we can maybe look to audit some of these ideas in, and maybe we're doing some of them to an extent, but perhaps we can get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better to again recognize some of the certainty, some of the safety, some of the consistency that our employees are looking for us to address. It didn't used to be the employer's responsibility to care about the emotional and physiological and psychological needs of the employee. It was, hey man, go to work. Those days are over and we got to meet the pieces where they are on the board. And we got to face reality on reality's terms, especially if what we're trying to do is differentiate ourselves amongst the pack, amongst our competitors and have higher rates of retention. 
That's all the time we have this week here on The Hit Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next week, make this the best week yet. Yeah.